What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10... We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other, because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA, I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, eight billion people. And if we could have figured out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, that didn't happen, and here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 257 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fanny had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and fighting our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved, and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless us. And may God bless us. All right. I am here with officially Alan, and we're just getting to know each other, and I think that's kind of exciting. So, Alan, welcome to Public Access America. <laughs> Thank you. No Happy problem. to be here. So uh, we're both in Florida, and I have a Florida Action podcast, but I also have Public Access America, and they're they're just two shows. And I and I love what you do, and so Florida Action podcast. I might slip this into the feed there, but this is for Public Access America. Nikki, my friend, your friend, was telling me about a project you've taken on, and it it involves getting senior LGBT community members into housing and i didn't even know that this was a thing that needed to be done and she looked at me like of course like i had six heads for saying that but i thought to myself why would i ever think about it and, but now that i've thought about it it's like somebody threw on a new pair of glasses and i have this great new perspective where where senior lgbt people need homes and somebody's doing something about it and i want to know about that Right, right. Well, people won't know. Part of part of our activism is education. You know, I don't mean to switch subjects, but um, you know, the Florida Workforce How uh, Workforce. I'm sorry, the Florida Competitive Workforce Act. Um, you know, you'll talk to people in the street, and they're like, "What do you mean you can be fired from for being gay in Florida? That's not a thing." Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> And I don't blame people for not knowing. It doesn't make any sense. You know? It doesn't but, make any sense. Um, but this is, you know, so part of our efforts are educational. How do you go about educating people then? We do it every, all the time, every day, all the time. You know, talking to our friends and family, you know, the, the typical education routes, you know, doing 
doing podcasts. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's just part of our job. That's, that's our job as uh, what you might call activist. I love it. Who are working to make the, the world a more fair and just place for the LGBT community. Uh, you know, and, and with that education comes solutions, you know, because if you don't know there's a problem, you can't work on a, on a fix. That's right. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, yeah, housing's an issue or, you know, for our elders uh, in the community, as it were, it's come up over the years. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm an accidental activist. Um, I started working with Equality Florida about, ooh, wow, 2005. And, um, and uh, so this has been on the radar, my radar for a little while. Um, we have tried to make uh, housing, affordable housing options for LGBT elders for, for a while. We've had some models that have failed. Um, and now we're in the process of kind of getting the model right to where it all, it all works. Um, it is, it's an odd thing. Um, you know, some of these, some of these people have been out and living their lives as, as um, full individuals. And when it comes time to them to go into care, like an assisted living or a nursing home, um, if those places are not welcoming and accepting, um, they can feel uh, threatened. And so they go into the closet, they deny their, themselves to protect themselves. And that's, um, that's just a, that's, that's no, that's no bueno. <laughs> so we've been, as the community does, when they're, sometimes we just have to take things into our own hands and, and create our own fixes. Um, so we have been in the process of doing that, just um, creating a safe place uh, for our elders and, you know, really a, in a time of need um, uh, to feel, you know, safe, comfortable, loved, fun, you know. Um, so it's a, it's a reaction to it's a reaction to that, and I think we're making progress on a lot of fronts uh, as far as some areas, um, you know, where we are going into uh, assisted living facilities or independent living facilities and training people, you know, to make their facilities better, more welcoming. Um, and in the meantime, we're just going to build our own. So I love what you're doing, and now I don't hear myself in the background, so I'm excited about this, and I got your answer, and this is pretty, what drove you to this then? What drove you to be, to your activism, to your advocacy? Uh, honestly, what yeah. drove me to it was um, many moons ago, for some reason, I started reading a political blog. And for some reason, I got on the email list of Florida Family or Family Research Center, and they were sending me an email a day about um, the LGBT community and what horrible people they were. And uh, I knew it was all baloney. And um, I have people in my family that probably listen to that baloney. Uh, so it was, uh, it was, so do a lot of people, right? 
you know, I was, and it, you know, just, I was like, oh, it's not very Christian to lie uh, or bear false witness. And um, so I, I had had just about enough of that. And I, I raised my hand somehow. I called Equality Florida. Somehow they answered the phone. Somehow I <laughs> do something. They said, hey, we got something for you to do. <laughs> and that was the start of a really incredible journey. It's, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't undo it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's been, it's been at times I'm sure heartbreaking and at times maddening and times hard work. Um, but the people I've met and the, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. That's pretty amazing. And so what did you, Nikki says that you created a 501c3 charity. And um, what, is, what is it about? What is, what's it specifically for? And then how do I get people to don donate to it? Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, we literally have just started that. Nikki's ahead of her skis. Oh, okay. No, she's, she's, she's right on time, actually. We, um, what we did is we started a, an, uh, an escort called Pride Tribe, Inc., and that is the mothership. Uh, and that from that will be uh, the Connie House, which we're working on right now, which is a, an assisted living facility for six people in Palm Beach County. Wow. But Pride Tribe is um, dedicated to LGBT elders in Florida, we'll say. We're going to try and build a model that others can replicate in Sarasota and Tallahassee and everywhere, Cape Coral, and wherever we're needed. I like this. Yeah, cool stuff. Um, we just started the 501c3. We just filed our paperwork and got our e, uh, EIN number and such uh, to assist in those efforts, um, you know, to give people ways to give and to um, take care of anything that comes along. You know, businesses can do things well, and but there's limits. And the same with 501c3, there's some things that are, uh, that 501c3s do better, you know, grant writing and, and grants and such. So we've got kind of a wide spectrum now of, of ways that people can engage in our work and that we can provide assistance and help and support to our LGBT seniors in, in the great state of Florida. That is amazing. So you, you, you've built something that is the model for other things to be built. Tell me about that. It'll, it'll be a model that you can do on a, on a scale, uh, you know, on a Sarasota scale. I don't know why I'm picking on Sarasota. <laughs> other models that we're beginning to develop across the nation. Uh, one is in, uh, a good example is in Broward right now, where, uh, a developer uh, that develops a um, an affordable housing type of project teams up with, say, a local um, community center or National Sage, and um, they build housing that's affordable for supportive services like independent and some assisted living. Um, that's a that's another model that Pride Tribe is going to look into down the road next, maybe. <laughs> Pride Tribe, I love Pride Tribe. Where where can we find Pride Tribe? 
Oh, you can find us all over Facebook. Okay, good. I like this. It's a, uh, it's a uh, kind of a members group, but we let all kinds of people in there. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> and um, the website is thepridetribe.org. Um, we will have to set up a new one for the foundation. The Pride Tribe Foundation is the 501c3 that's going to. And, and, you know, what's funny is support is already starting to come in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you build it and you're like, oh, I'm not sure how this is going to work. And I've already got somebody that wants to do grants with us. Um, you know, people are, are super receptive to what we're doing. And the, um, you know. because it's awesome. <laughs> Not some rah 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 from the from the side because well we've been talking about this for years literally we've been talking about it for like three years in my life or more um so we just decided to stick a stake in the ground right right <laughs> okay we're starting with this alf and we're starting with you know you, you got to start somewhere and yeah but i mean how do you how do you start that's what we're trying to figure out and you're telling us right well <laughs> you stick a stake in the ground um you know alfs are all over the great state of florida and it's it's a bit of a heavy lift uh, but i say that as somebody who's got a full-time fairly demanding job <laughs> right right um and we're finding we're finding um home care uh, providers that are actively seeking out ways to better serve our community. Uh, so we're finding partners all along the way. Uh, that is amazing. One, one day we will have more federal funds flowing. Uh, the Connie House is named after Connie Kurtz. Um, in Congress right now, there's a bill called the Ruth and Connie LGBT Elders Act. Um, and it, it basically puts the LGBT elders on parity with their straight uh, counterparts. And some money will flow from that when it gets done. Um, so, uh, we're, so there, th we, th this is because of a discrimination, right? Yes. What what exactly is the discrimination? I mean, I call me naive. I I I'm having a why why was there a need for this? How about that? How about I ask that? Why was there a need for what you're doing? Um, well, I mentioned why why um, we had a need for what I'm I'm doing. Uh, and that's because our elders didn't feel safe and they're, you know, going into facilities that hadn't been trained, uh, that weren't sensitive. And, you know, they, there's a lot of decisions that go into care when you're an elder person. And but, but, yeah, but why did that exist? Why is that? That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to go backwards in the conversation. Like, I'm just suddenly realizing that, wow, these people must have been discriminated upon their whole life or had to be in the closet their whole life. And so I'm, I'm trying to get back to the point of like, a, why was it how it was? And, and this is the magical thing that you're doing to make the difference, but I'm doing it really backwards. I apologize about that. That's all right. Well, you know, uh, in institutionalized discrimination, we can, you know, that goes, that goes way back. 
Right. And the, the LGBT community has been very good about rising above it. Um, we created our own churches. Um, we created our own communities. We're now creating our own elder communities. Um, so, you know, why it, and in the process, like the, my, my hope and my, my belief is that we're heading towards a more equitable society. You know, where I, I would, I would like not to be doing this work. <laughs> right, right, right. In a more perfect world, we wouldn't have to be kind of adjusting things as we bring along society. <laughs> right? Right. That's what I'm thinking is our seniors need to be separated so they don't abuse each other because of the language that they learned over, over a generations of just bias. And so, yes, and, but we're reaching the end on that seniors are now finding their homes. You know what I mean? Right, right. And um, to some of us, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you, why would you treat that person badly? Because what, what, I don't understand. Right. Um, and uh, some, of, some of the elders um, still have some of those old prejudices and, and um, think it's okay to behave particular ways. Um, the younger generation doesn't understand it. Right. And I love that about them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? You got to do what? Right. That's what I'm trying. I, I have to admit, there isn't a lot of LGBT sort of history on the books to where you can go to YouTube or the Internet Archive and, and research this. Right. You know what I mean? So this is. This is an interesting perspective on it. I've talked to people in transition of transgender and people that are non-binary, and I love the non-binaryness of them. Yep. And I've talked to, I've talked to a lot of people about a lot of things, and sometimes I don't even know their sexual orientation, and I love that too. Right. But the thing is, is that we we it's 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 interesting to look back and realize that people were persecuted that way, and. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'd like to get it on the record, uh, just how bad it was, because I think people are forgetting how, how kind of good it is now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I was on, ah, what was it? It was a, oh, I presented to a, a local group here that's focused on aging. Uh, it was a Zoom call, of course. Of course. And uh, before that, I... I, I think in my opening, I I, I, <laughs> I I get emotional sometimes talking about some of this stuff um, uh, because our community has been through some hell. Uh, I think a pulse, the pulse massacre in uh, Orlando that always gets me going. Uh, of course, you know. Um, and going back to, you know, further, further generations, like there was, there was, there was literal persecution and then there, um, you know, it still happens in other countries. Um, but it's a community that has been, you know, we, we dance in the rain, um, has, has suffered greatly, uh, from discrimination and, um, and I don't know where I was going with that, but I, I wanted to bring that up at the beginning of our conversation to um, 
with this group to make it known that you know these are these are these are people who are survivors you know they have they have been through some hell right um, we are it, it's great to find an accepting um uh, facility for them uh what we're doing on this end is where we're creating a place where they are celebrated um, like that. you know it's not going to be somebody's going to be tolerated or <laughs> it's going to be a place where uh we can act a fool any kind of way and um uh, I think it's especially for our for our for our youth and for our seniors. Um, those are at times very vulnerable populations within populations that have suffered from some discrimination. Uh, so we want to kind of eliminate that. And um, <clears throat> yeah, there, there's 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 history, um, and it. Uh, it's not pretty. It's not pretty to look at. So a lot of times I don't look at it. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I understand that. Uh, Public Access America has about 650 episodes. Um, and I'm always, it's, we try and pull in authentic, authentic information because I think that information, there's a divide and I think there's an education divide. And so if we can put up something that normalizes a conversation and informs people ahead of it, then, and if we all have the same information and normalize that information together, then, then we can all start moving forward together. It's like a three-legged race when you're reading the right side of the page and I'm reading the left side of the page and we're just not getting along. This, is, this was a way to connect people to a common information. And so I've, I've always struggled to get LGBT content in there where I could. And some of, our, some of it is our most listened to because people are confused I think initially, I think initially they're ignorant because they're scared of how they're going to say something right. when they, when they want to know, when they want to change. And so I always, I always, it's kind of a Jehovah's witness thing in me. I'm not Jehovah's witness, but I want to present people with information to know if they're ignorant or stupid so that I can determine whether I want to continue to talk to them. And so I made this podcast to find out who the people are that need to be telling the stupid people if they're ignorant or not. And I think I just met somebody. So I'm sorry. It's it's nice to meet you, Alan. You too. Thank you. You too. So where did you grow up? West Palm Beach, Florida. What's that like? Oh, we've seen a lot of changes. Mm. Are you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure of that. But I mean, a glacier just fell into the ocean and it might rise up. Are you going to be affected? Uh, we will be affected. Miami's getting affected. We yeah. are, um, we will be affected. We absolutely will. We'll all be living in Highlands County. <laughs> You're all going to be in Tallahassee at some point. I love I love my my people in Miami, but it, there's no building a, a, a dam. There's no building a wall around the peninsula of Florida. No, um, I don't care what kind of pumps you got. You're not going to fight back Mother Nature. Uh, 
we're we're fine here. You know, it's interesting seeing some of the city commissioners and whatnot, and um, even even the governmental agencies. I'm in land development. Oh, interesting. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we've we're we're raising all the houses that we're building are now a foot taller than they were, you know, last year or some such. Sure. Um, but uh, we'll all be living in Highlands County, you know, the mountains of North Carolina or something, rather. I'm sure they showed a map of what what wouldn't be affected by by the climate change and i think there was two little spots in the u.s that i could see that were okay but between flooding and fires and hurricanes we're all we're all doomed the 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 mountains of north carolina are lovely (laughs) i'm sure they are i'll I'll meet you there if you hear an sos message that's me i got there first (laughs) (laughs) so what's it like in southern florida then i mean you have COVID, right? Yeah, that's um, it's been a bear. Yeah, getting people to comply. I, I, I can't. Well, you know, just walking around on a regular day, everybody's got their mask, and you know, most people are complying and following safety protocols. I, I used to be in the hotel restaurant business, and I can't imagine being in the hotel restaurant business right now. Wow! Yeah, literally, I don't know how they're feeding themselves. Um, and we'll we'll we've seen closures already of um, businesses that just are you know they're not going to survive it. Yeah. They may come back. Um, so we're we're okay. Um, you know, it's a big adjustment for people. There's going to be pain. You know. I'm amazed that we're still building houses like we've lost our minds, which is really good for my business. Um, And I think it's because of the demand maybe from people coming from up north. I really don't understand it. Um, I I suspect that's what it is. And I I suspect we're going to have all kinds of fallout still to come. Uh, from COVID because, you know, the things can only last so long before you say, okay, I got to close this down. Yeah. Uh, But there's opportunities that, you know, I hope you got some zoom stock. (laughs) That is funny. I, what everybody ran and bought toilet paper when they first heard of COVID, but I went on on the app and I bought a hundred dollars worth of stock and I got like Snapchat and, and Snapchat went from like $8 to 25 today. I was like, yeah, you go Snapchat. People had to talk to somebody. <laughs> right. And then, you know, we adjust. This is yep. kind of how we, we roll. We, you know, you adjust or you die. Yeah. Um, and so there's kind of some weird opportunities, like half of my staff, I haven't seen them in months. Right. Working at home, which means that I probably have too much office space. When I say I, I mean my, the firm that I work for. Hmm. Um, but it's, 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 been, it's, been, it's been hard and it'll continue to be hard because um, uh, people continue to act a foolish. Um, yeah, I'll say so. You know. Can you imagine the outfits that we're gonna be walking outside in when COVID is over, you know, nobody's up 
nobody's updating fashion. I feel bad for fashion and all this. It's, been a, it's gone nowhere. It's, it is going to be, when we, re, when, we, when we can safely reopen, it's going to be a boom for some businesses because people are itching to socialize and they're itching to get out. And yeah. Go but what's the fall color for 2021 when we can, you know? <laughs> I'm going to have to cancel a trip to Ireland and Scotland next month because oh man um we can go there but we'd have to quarantine for 14 days right <laughs> so that's not gonna work that's your whole trip right yeah i got a feeling we'll be vacationing in florida okay somewhere yeah right well i know there's a dock jumping dog that's pretty amazing to watch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I promote I promote for Apollo now. I that's what I do. Nikki's dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. We gotta get that in. We gotta get that in. Yeah. So is there anything you wanted to mention? I won't keep you too much longer, but I wanna make sure that we get people looking at what you want them to look at, so what you want them to know about, because you're the educator and we need people to know more about this. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um if anybody's interested in some really awesome online uh, resources, there's a website called sageusa.org. I love it. Anybody, I mean anybody, uh, but a lot of uh, providers also. You know, they're like, well, we, you know, and I and I always send them over to Sage uh, because they've got some very slickly produced um, manuals, if you will on okay. sex relating to LGBT elders. Um, you know, how to, and, and part, it's, that's that education piece. Mm -hmm. um, if people are, uh, want to do better, you know, they're like, well, how do I, you know, don't be, don't be afraid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those are some really good resources. They've just got a ton of stuff. SAGE is the national organization that focuses on LGBT elders. Um, so if people are looking for resources, you know, say there's an assisted living facility in Leon County that says, you know, I'd like to do a little better, um, easy PDFs, you know, you know, 15 pages here, 20 pages there easy, slickly produced material um, nice. that's available on their website, Easy Breezy. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, good, good resource. Um, I got a feeling we'll be working with Sage on some of this stuff as we move forward. Um, and if not, we're just doing it ourselves. <laughs> You're just going to keep going, right? We've made up our mind. We're not waiting on anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Lead, follow, or get out of the way. I like that. Right? <laughs> it was nice meeting you, Alan. You too. How funny through my friend Boynton Nikki. Boynton, she, she says, everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows Boynton Nikki. <laughs> well, she's not Boynton Nikki anymore. She's going to have to change that. Maybe I'm West Palm Beach Island. <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe you are. <laughs> if you're not, you just gave me the title of the show, which might make you that. 
yeah, I'll claim that. that <laughs> my hometown. Um, yeah, now I still am a big cheerleader of of West Palm Beach and Boeing. Okay, and you're you're political. Are you political in the area? Uh, I have, you know, here's here's my take on it. To whom much is given, um, I am a blessed man, and um, there I, I I feel like I should show up, you know. <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm a planner. I'm a landscape architect. So, you know, I, I encourage the city to do X, Y, and Z um, just to make it a better city. Um, I'm trying to, with a will, to stay away from politics because it's come, just become so di divisive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd rather bring light than bring bring you know anger and resentment and those kind of things so of course um you know fight for what you want to fight for and, and try not to tear anybody down in there because i believe the solutions are in the middle you know i believe the solutions are not with us fighting at each other and screaming past each other um i will get out there and fight for my candidates whoever they are whoever i feel is best for the city for the county for the state um i'll go out there and do that yeah i will okay <laughs> it's been a weird kind of fun adventure um and it's you know it's being an, an, an active participant in your in your society in your community um, and we have to get back to that don't we yeah and i would love for us to get back to to to, to solutions instead of yelling past each other agreed I've got, you know, I, I agree. I am a, I am a registered Democrat now. I was an independent up until I uh, started doing this work, and then somebody, I, I just, I like, I had to make a decision. They were going to beat me up if I didn't. Mm. <laughs> um, the, re the reluctant Democrat. <laughs> you know, I was. You're the only one. I was not political. I was not. I was not paying attention necessarily. Didn't really. Who was? Nobody was. Obama was so good. Nobody was paying attention. We weren't. We weren't paying attention. And um, my my point of all that is, um, I agree with my Republican friends more than I disagree with them. Yep. You know, we can have those conversations, but we're not going to have those conversations if we block them out of our. If we stop having conversations, civil conversations, and people people evolve, but you've got to give them the space to evolve. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> but you shouldn't have to. That's the whole point of all this, is that these that these seniors shouldn't have to deal with the intolerance. They're old. They're old. They're so old, Alan. They don't deserve to deal with this stuff anymore. They dealt with it their they whole lives. They deserve nothing but. They living in a in a place that is celebrates them that i agree them, that is a place where they can be completely comfortable and you know just because they're elders uh doesn't mean that they that can't have full you know we're going to have art classes we're going to have massage days and we're going to uh, give back to the community in however way whatever that looks like just a place where, you know, our elders should be well taken care of and and the time of their uh, their need um, 
And part of that is engaging them in the community and in bringing the community in. Mm. Um, and just having a good old time, man. You and I, we'll be, we'll, we're, when we're old, we'll be rip-roaring up. I'll be acting a fool, and I'll be all right with that. Me too. I've been waiting my whole life to act the fool. <laughs> my whole life to just wet my pants and act the fool and just repeat stuff that I heard on TV from the 1970s. I'm waiting for that moment. I think when you get a little older, you get wiser, and you care a little less about some of the you know stuff. That's right. That's right. And we have ways of getting our revenge. <laughs> That's why I'm nice to our elders is because I want them to be nice to me because they can pull off some dirty tricks. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a... Uh... <laughs> That's a, that's a, it'll, it'll be a, a new, a new experience. My, my plumber came over the other day and fixed something and he's, and I told him what I was doing and he said, I would have never, <laughs> if you didn't tell me, I would have never like thought that one up. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I don't know what inspired him to say that, but that's what he said. And I was like, here we are. There we are. You're still doing it, even though the plumber didn't even think of it. He was like, you're doing what? You're doing what? Um, yeah, where, there, where there's a need, where we can do, that's what we try and do. That's what I try and do. Love it. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here, Alan. Thanks for having me. Give my regards to Miss Nick. I will. I really will. You know, she's a really great person. She is. She's my kind of gal. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our Stitcher Smart Radio app, Audible, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making.